Hello and welcome to Grace Lutheran Church Sermon Podcasts. On this podcast, you will hear the latest sermons taken from our weekly worship service. Our hope is that you will find joy and comfort in knowing the forgiveness of God through Jesus Christ. Christ is risen. He's risen indeed. I'm going to tell you a story. The Brothers Grimm could have written it, but they didn't. One of my favorite movie directors, Brian De Palma, should have filmed it. Garrison Keillor, my favorite storyteller, could have performed it on his radio program, A Prairie Home Companion. But he didn't. But alas, none of them did. And I'm thinking none of them could because you are part of the storyline. And they didn't know what to write about you. You get to be part of the ending. Listen closely to the story. Once upon a time, in fact, it happened on the sixth day of creation, God made himself a king. From the dust of the ground, he brought forth his king and placed him in a garden made just for him. He wasn't just someone for an all-powerful God to boss around like a peon, this man was God's representative on earth. And this king was not created to loiter around the garden all day. He was made to have dominion and to rule. This king was created with feet, for God gave him work to do, and he had to get around. His blessed work was to tend the garden and to guard it, and that meant also guarding his bride, Eve. But Adam blew it. And he blew it big time. A preacher from hell, an angel, came into the garden, beautiful and glorious on the outside, but ugly on the inside. And Adam let him in. And he came to his wife, spewing his poisonous lies. Now Adam should have taken those feet and planted them right between his wife and the serpent and said, Eve, don't listen to that preacher, he's a liar. But he was a very convincing preacher, smooth-talking and slick. Maybe a politician. You've been mesmerized by him, too. God has graciously said to Adam, The day you eat of it, you shall surely die. But instead of moving his feet and standing up to the servant, he was caught flat-footed and did nothing. Instead, he turned to his deceived wife, Take and eat, Adam. And he did. Almost all kings leave some kind of legacy something for which they are remembered. David was a great warrior, king who purchased the land for construction of God's temple. Solomon is remembered for his wisdom and for building the temple. But King Adam's legacy was death. His work brought about tombs and graves into the world, funeral homes, obituaries, sickness, disease, fear, and anxiety. Before the fall, Adam and Eve revered God with holy fear, Now they feared him and everything else around them. Because of them, the world was filled with fear. Little boys would now be afraid of the dark. Teenage girls would live in fear of not being thin or pretty enough. Women now would fear the judgment of other women more than the judgment of God. And men would fear conflict in a world where men needed to have courage and backbone and self-sacrifice. But men feared failure, causing many of them to bury their lives before they were even dead. And then there's the consciences of all people. 
And so people feared telling the truth and being honest about themselves. Instead, we relabel our sins. I'm not stingy. I don't lack generous spirit. I'm good with money. It isn't stealing if the other person has more than you. Indeed, death and conscience now make cowards of us all. So God drove his king out of the garden and placed security guard angels at the door. Angels that stood at attention. Like Jedi knights, they had flaming swords to keep the Adam and Eve from the tree of life in the garden. The garden was no longer their home. Adam made man's bed, and it's, and it's a grave, and he'll now have to lie in it too. But God loved the king that blew it, and he promised one day to send another, his very own seed, a royal seed, his only begotten son, God in the flesh, God with feet. And these feet would not be the feet of a coward, but the feet of a champion who came into the world to restore all that King Adam had ruined. His were the feet that came to crush the head of that false preacher who deceived Adam and filled the world with fear. But this king, the Lord Jesus Christ, was not caught by the enemy flat-footed. He used his feet to get just where he needed to, to help fallen humanity, to heal the sick, to give sight to the blind, to open the ears of the deaf, restore the legs of the lame, to feed the hungry, to walk into a tomb and raise Lazarus, to walk right into a funeral procession and raise a widow's son. He used those feet to get where he needed to go, to instruct the ignorant, to preach to them about entrance to a kingdom that they would never be able to hope to enter on their own, a kingdom that only he bestowed freely. This king was just the right king, and his feet were just the right feet that were needed to save you. To open the entrance to the garden paradise that Adam had closed. But the way back to the garden of paradise meant that this king had to be sliced up by the sword. A king had to bleed. A king had to have the courage to sacrifice himself for the rebels. A king who would not be tempted by that preacher from hell to take the easy road and let a world be damned. And Jesus didn't blow it. He had the royal feet that willingly staggered to the cross as this king shouldered your sin to that cross. He had the royal feet that laid in the grave to heal your wandering feet. But what good is a dead king? What good are the feet of a king if they can't move? How can a dead king give out gifts, give out a share in his kingdom, give glory and honor to his rebel subjects? How can a dead king share his royal feasts of feasts? What good is merely a crucified king if that king is not raised to show his wounds and bring peace to mankind's raging and guilty conscience? It's no good. So God raised up this king on a cross to be our king raised from the dead. The crucified king raised from the dead so that you might reign with him forever. That you might see that you are no longer in your sins. So that you might see that in him death has no power over you. So that you might hear and rejoice in the results what a God's holy feet accomplished. And today marks the 2000th year occasion when our king was raised, and what wonderful things we hear about. We see the sad and scared Marys 
a picture of God's sad and scared church. Filled with joy and gladness at the angels preaching, we see the stone rolled back and no body in there, catching a glimpse of our own future graves. Remember how those angels stood and guarded the entrance to the Garden of Paradise? How different things are on this morning. See the angel preacher in white. He has no sword. He's not imposing. He has no scowl on his face. He's not even standing on his feet. He simply sits in a garden graveyard and preaches a short but magnificent sermon. Don't be afraid, for I know that you seek Jesus who was crucified. He is not here, for he has risen, as he said. No need for fear in this fear-filled world, says the preacher from heaven. This king has on the cross dealt with and conquered all that could ever make you afraid. So how Mary Magdalene and the other Mary take hold of those blessed feet of the second Adam as Jesus comes to them and preaches the same sermon, don't be afraid. They grasp and worship at the feet of their Savior and King who took the bed that Adam had made for them, laid in it for three days, and emptied it of its dread power. How great was that sixth day when God made himself a king with feet. But how much greater is what happened on this day, the eighth day, the first day of all creation, when God placed his king back on his pierced feet, that you might be baptized and fed with his life-giving body and blood and reign with him forever. Now, I've heard some stories in in my time. In fact, most fairy tales, even Disney cartoon movies, novels, etc., are based on this one storyline I just told you. But this, I just told, beats them all. Because it includes you. And it includes me in the moral of the story. And here's the moral of the story. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son feet to walk this earth, to heal the sick, to raise the dead, to die in sacrifice for your and my sins, and rise to life defiantly destroying death, so that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And they all lived happily ever after. Amen. To know more about Jesus and our ministry at Grace Lutheran Church, please find us at www.gracealoneonline.org. You'll find additional sermon podcasts and your favorite podcast channel every week at www.gracealoneonline.org forward slash sermons.